you know, it's, it's hard to predict because there is no precedent. There's nothing in history anywhere near what is happening right now in business. Welcome back to the Nightcrawler podcast. I'm Eric Markowitz. Uh, today I'm speaking with Arnie Elson, the founder of our firm, um, our CIO, and someone I get to speak with pretty much every single day. Um, I'm speaking with Arnie today about a subject that um, you know, we talk a lot about in generalities, but I think we, we want, want to get a little bit more specific about sort of the period of investing that we're living through. Um, clearly, the last few weeks have been somewhat tumultuous, volatility. Um, but when you kind of zoom out uh, and look at really the big picture, um, what, what we see is a landscape really prime for opportunity. It's really becoming a, a stock picker's market, if you will. Um, so, so this conversation, which we're titling the, the best of times, is really about Arnie's view and our view as a firm um, about the next 10 years of uh, technological disruption and some of the big industrial shifts and changes that we're going to see unfold and, and why this creates opportunity for us as, as investors. Clearly, there will be challenges along the way, but um, this, this type of opportunity set, this landscape um, really couldn't be better from our perspective. Um, again, as always, everything said here today is the opinion of myself and Arnie. Um, there will be some disclosures at the end of the show. Um, and with that out of the way, I'm going to bring in Arnie to start the conversation. Hey, Arnie, I want to start today's conversation actually about a book that I know both you and I have. It's called 101 Years on Wall Street, an Investor's Almanac. I know this book sits on your desk. It sits on my desk. Um, it may not be the most dramatic book. It's pretty dry uh, material. It's just year after year what happened in the market. Um, but I think especially now when things are a little bit you know, kind of nutty in the market, uh, you, you and I tend to go back to this and just sort of look at the, uh, the pattern of history. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you know, this book in particular and kind of your thoughts on sort of you know, the big picture here? It's out of print, so I'm not even sure what I should recommend it but it, it it has the you know this was a book that i embraced uh 25 years ago because it it, it gave me a hundred years of history in wall street that i could study and try to learn from you know years that i i wasn't living through but i could experience nonetheless so that you know things aren't so nothing today is that crazy when you come you look at yesteryear and for example 1942 i mean that's that was a tough year in the stock market but there's world war ii going on and you got the nazis and potential uh, destruction of 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 a lot of uh, uh pillars in, in in the world in the economy and yet you know, the market got slapped around but it, it never really completely uh uh, melts down. We always recover. Uh, businesses go through the cycles and they thrive and, and so forth. Out of curiosity, is there maybe like a single year that you think about that you wished you were investing during? I used to in the 90s. I used to look back at 1982 specifically and just daydream and think, oh my God, if I only lived in 82 and I was investing in 82, I couldn't done so well because the prices of uh, stocks were just completely trashed in 82 um, super cheap double digit inflation double digit interest rates 
nobody wanted to buy stocks. They were, the Dow was in August 82, uh, below 700. Yeah, below 700, August 82. So anyway, I, I used to uh, daydream and just wish, 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 man, the best of times was 82. If only, if only. But then the next follow-up question has to be, well, even if you were living in 82 and investing, uh, would you have recognized it? that it was the, the best at times to take positions. It's way harder, you know, and when you're in the midst of the best at times to recognize, wait a minute, this is the best of times. What we want to want to bring home today is, is the challenge is just to recognize in the first place that this right now is the best of times for business, for entrepreneurship, for innovation. Uh, and, and this is, you know, a primary reason why we say this is an unbelievable juncture in the history of business this this decade, because we're going we're in the process of replacing all of our energy production, storage, distribution, all of our transport is going to go from fossil fuel, or internal combustion engine, to to electric. All of our energy is going to go from uh, dirty fossil fuel to to solar and wind clean energy over the next several years. This is about forty percent of the economy. Uh, when you include both direct companies that are affected directly, like an oil company, uh, or a company that's uh, leveraged to it, like a, uh, a Monroe muffler, for example. On the other hand, when there's oppor fabulous opportunity, and this is the best of times for, for business, for innovation, for entrepreneurs, for stock pickers, there's got to be a other side of the coin, right? The, the, what's the flip side? Well, who, who is it the worst of times for? There isn't going to be a knock on the door to tell you to get out of fossil fuels, that it's time. And so, so we're we underscore in ter terms of urgency that you don't want to wait. Something I wanted to hear you to talk a little bit about, uh, because I think it's on people's minds lately, is is just this this inflation narrative that we've seen take off. Um, clearly, you know, numbers have come in relatively hot, and the the Fed is thinking about its next steps here. Um, uh, but uh, you know, we think in terms of not just you know quarters, but but really decades, and I think it's important to kind of take a step back and think, okay, well, is this an inflationary environment that we're living in or is it something else? And I think our perspective clearly is we're actually living through a very deflationary environment. So um, can you walk us through sort of your, your general thoughts here on, on the environment around inflation, deflation, and, and also sort of, um, you know, how you invest in this dynamic. So when we combine, we, we combine all this opportunity, this, this wonderful um, economic, uh, boom, really, where we rip and replace 40% of the economy with much better, cleaner, safer, more efficient is, is, a, is, a, is a wonderful dynamic. But at the same time, we also have a second dynamic, which is, which is deflation. And uh, this is just hard to, hard to wrap, your, wrap your mind around the the import of falling prices on building wealth it could be 
amazing. Um, the, the most powerful deflationary dynamic is just everything's being driven and automated by software. And ultimately, it's going to be, we're going to see a lot of healthcare costs wrung out uh, via, via software, as well as, as food production. Uh, a lot of that will likely be automated. You know, the same cars that are run on neural nets via software, we can run tractors and farm extensive properties. Uh, again, automated. And maybe down, you know, down the road, bots running around doing all the hard, tedious work. Again, all of this is deflationary. So, so anyway, the, the best of times, rapid growth, rip and replace 40% of the economy over a period of years. It's, it's enormous rebuilding, a building effort. And at the same time, a deflationary spiral, which is, you know, it's, it's hard to predict because there is no precedent. There's nothing in history anywhere near what is happening right now in business. So we just have to uh, go with it and, and, and see where it takes us. But, it, you know, if I had to guess, I would say the, um, the prospects for wealth building are unprecedented and ginormous for the next many years. Just thinking maybe like even further out into the future, 10, 15, 20 years, um, this is such an interesting dynamic juxtaposition of, of just hyper growth, rebuilding, but also deflation. Um, what other areas are you excited about beyond energy, um, you know, uh, beyond healthcare? Um, are, there, are there other just sort of general uh, dynamics that, that you expect to unfold uh, 10, 15, 20 years from now? So, so, yeah, at the same time, we have rapid growth. We have, we have deflation, which is this, this juxtaposition between these two forces is, is without precedent, as I said, uh, historically. This is amazing situation. It, it, we could be looking back in 2030, 2035, and just being uh, really impressed by, by how much was accomplished. And, and then as we look to the future and imagine um, best of times today for business, for entrepreneurs, for innovation, best of times for everything? No. For example, we can imagine a future that is way more fun, way more entertaining. We've got advances in AR and VR, virtual reality and augmented reality uh, and, 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 and gaming and different things that I'm, I'm pretty certain that the future is going to be vastly more fun and entertaining, probably by order of magnitude as we um, hone in on, 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 on and be able to expand in, in, in uh, different things that are fun. So uh, we see the future as fabulous, way more fun, way more entertaining for our descendants, for, for future generations. However, while the future is, is, looks to be incredible, the best time to invest in that incredible future is early on, is at the beginning, the early days, in advance of all these wonderful things. So that's why for business, for stock pickers, for entrepreneurs, this, I think, is, is the best of times right now. 
we're, we're right on the cusp, right beginning of, of massive, wonderful changes. Electric cars, for example, 1%. We're right around 1% of the market on our way to 100 over a period of many years, on our way to 100. And we haven't even started with trucks or boats or ships or tractors or heavy machinery, all electric in the next many years, all electric. It's cleaner, it's more efficient. Um, it's a better way to get things done. And so it's just fabulous that, that we can be here right now uh, and right in the midst of it and, and, and able to be part of it, to participate uh, of, this, um, of these major changes. As always, Arnie, I always um, love having these conversations. I think that they're, um, they're super fun for me to kind of think about, and I think it informs a lot how we position ourselves and, um, you know, why we're excited about this, uh, this market, um, despite the, uh, the craziness. So we'll do this again soon, Arnie, as always, appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Disclosures. This has been prepared for information purposes only. This information is confidential and for the use of the intended recipients only. It may not be reproduced, redistributed, or copied in whole or in part for any purpose without the prior written consent of Worm Capital. The opinions expressed herein are those of Worm Capital and are subject to change without notice. This is not an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any fund managed by Worm Capital. Such an offer will be made only by an offering memorandum, a copy of which is available to qualifying potential investors upon request. This material is not financial advice or an offer to sell any product. Worm Capital reserves the right to modify its current investment strategies and techniques based on changing market dynamics or client needs. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Returns are presented net of investment advisory fees and include the reinvestment of all income. Worm Capital Management LLC is an independent investment advisor registered under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940 as amended. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. More information about Worm Capital, including our investment strategies and objectives, can be found in our ADV Part 2, which is available upon request.